Hey, hey, race fans of the internet. This is Ryan Williams, and you are listening to the Talking Dirt Podcast. Now, we appreciate you guys for staying tuned with us while we go through a bit of an off-season break there as we now officially start Season 2 of the Talking Dirt Podcast series with the return of racing around the Carolinas. In this episode, we're going to get into a lot of that. A lot of wrecks happened. A lot of cool stuff happened that we're going to talk about, including season opener at Sumter, Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models, and American Racer Modifieds at Lakeview, racing at Cherokee with the USCS Sprint Tour. You had Lancaster Motor Speedway, all kinds of amazing local racing. And we're also going to catch up with our co-host, Matt Pridgen, and see what all he went through during the offseason. That's coming up right after we play the intro music. This is the Talking Dirt episode number one of season two. It's currently Monday, April 3rd. And of course, I told you earlier, I'm Ryan Williams, joined tonight by Big Papa himself, fresh off a ninth place finish with the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models at Lakeview. It's Mr. Matt Bridge, and he rejoins the show once again. Matt coming in via satellite. Uh, well, I guess I got to ask you. Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that good Wi Fi. Now, I guess I got to ask you, Matt. I, I guess you're feeling pretty good. Your best uh, run with Blue Ridge last weekend. We'll talk about that race here in just a minute. But, man, you got to be almost on cloud nine right now. Well, yeah, kind of, but my body's still a little sore. Body? So why, why would your body be sore? Uh, well, it's been a while and, you know, I'm I'm a little old, so kind of don't, you know, recover right. like I used to. I mean, yeah, you, you got a point. It, it don't, as you get older, your body re- recovers less and less and less. But, uh, I mean, really, besides, you know, one little hit there you took, uh, car was pretty much clean. Although, uh, yeah. although, oh, yeah. you did already <laughs> scuff up my logo. Uh, our logo, I'll say, you've been on every single episode yeah, of this, yeah. our logo, you scuffed it up already. I'm a little upset. Um, I did. I, I am going to reach out to Banks and uh, apologize <laughs> on behalf of uh, you um, for, I guess, spinning behind him after he spun or whatever it was. Um, and, I talked uh, yeah. to Mr. Sean. He said that his steering broke. That's oh, really? why he ended up spinning out. Yeah, because I believe wow. he pulled in after that. Yeah, so that was uh, and of course, yeah, because that was during the uh, Blue Ridge race. Um, obviously the race that they run in honor of your late uncle, uh, J.D. Pridgen, who was uh, Johnny's dad, correct? Yes. So it my was, he Uncle J.D. was my my dad's dad's brother. Okay, so he was your great uncle in my, a sense. Right, my right. granddad's brother, my great uncle. Yep. Right, and I mean, Levy does a, a a great job with this race every single year. Now, who's was was it a family decision to have it be be a Blue Ridge race, or what did it start out as? Do you remember? Um, it's always been a Blue Ridge race. Right. I'm not sure how much of a decision we had on that. Um, or I well, say who, we more more so of uh, I know you pick on me for saying this, but cousin Johnny, right? More of 
his decision, I guess. So he um, was, he was the one that initially I, came up I, with the idea to do it. I, I don't to do it. I think he was fine with it. Um, I don't necessarily he think he he cares whether it's a you know a Blue Ridge or a Steel right. Block or Ultimate. You know, right. just as long as you know there's a race and it's in his honor. And it's always funny. Memory. To, it's always funny to see how like certain series you know get involved with stuff obviously uh like like y'all have that race um there's another memorial that lakeview has later in the year there's a steel block race and obviously the cable race at something there's a steel block race the gibbons race as a, as a clash race and a lot of that comes down to for those of you who are interested in knowing this a lot of that comes down to which series you know first asks about doing this specific race but oftentimes you know people will have a series in mind like the family of the person you're doing a memorial for will have a specific series or whatever in mind if they want it to be a series race a lot of times they don't they just want it to be a regular night but um like when uh we came up with the the gibbons race at sumter it only felt right because little leg gibbons was the inaugural carolina clash champion back in 2001 i believe if uh, you didn't know that now you do so it only felt right that clash would take on that race and obviously blue ridge is a staple between all the Carolinas, especially down at Lakeview, so it only it's only right that they picked up that race, right? And obviously, it's been a success here the past what now four years, I believe, Matt. Yep, this was the fourth run, and you've run in how many? All of them. Okay, you have run all of them. Ask me how many I finished. Two, one. No, because yeah, you didn't finish last year. That's right. You nope. oh, you wrecked with um. Oh, what's his name? I'm not. I'm not going to say any names here. It was the 14th. Well, no, thing, no, no. I what happened? Um, that what you're talking about happened on earlier in the race. In right. that race, what happened? What ended the race for me is I spun out. Someone ran over my nose, and uh-huh. I just wasn't feeling it no more. And I felt like going in uh, and calling it a night. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't blame you when it comes to that. But uh, say so you've running all four of them, finished in one now, and that has a lot to do with uh. How your car set up now? Because you basically it's the same same rocket car, same rocket chassis, same car, but same completely car. overhauled from front to back, just about right. And we we haven't covered uh, this we haven't covered this on the podcast yet because we haven't right. recorded one. So uh, why don't we? <laughs> it's uh, been a while. Yeah, let's fill everybody in. What have you been up to? Because you've had a a, a handful of a <laughs> I've time had an here. Interesting off season. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, right around the time I guess that we. Excuse me. Stop doing the podcast. I we went up. I don't know if we stopped doing the podcast then or if it was later on. But we we finally went up to Rocket. You know, got the car reclipped, uh, brought it back, and it sat for a little while. And uh, we were just waiting on a few things to come in here and there, waiting on some you know sponsors and you know try to get the ball rolling. And as soon as the ball was about to get started rolling. I had an incident where I broke my foot. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. So, that's so long ago. So, yeah. So, long story short, I, I want to say around in February, I was, I, I finally, I finally got out uh, the walking boot and I was healed and I was, I was getting, I was good to go. I was about, I was supposed to go to that race in Fayetteville in February for the Mideast 604s. And unfortunately, we had some things go wrong the day of the race. We were, we literally, all we had to do was put the car in the trailer. But then, you know, there were some other things that happened. It just, it, it, 
it wouldn't have worked out in in the long run. So we just stayed home and decided not to run for uh, Middy's points this year. Maybe, you know, maybe we can do something next year with that. But, you know, going to stay local around here. Um, But, yeah, uh, but my dad uh, thrashed on it. And then once I – once I got able to get out there in the shop well, and maneuver around, hold on just one I second. Hold on, on it. hold on okay. just one second. Back up just a little bit because a lot of people, uh, listeners, do not even know that, like you said, y'all took that car all the way up to West Virginia to Rocket Chassis itself. Oh, and, uh, you, oh yeah, you told yeah, yeah. you you told me a lot of the story, but uh, you you told me that place was one of the coolest shops that you have ever been inside of, right? Oh yeah, for sure, and, and I'm pretty sure we've already talked about this. But it, if we haven't, I'll tell it again. You know, we it went was up four there. months ago. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, we went up there, and um, we we got up there. I want to say on a Thursday night, and we woke up Friday morning. First thing, took the car up there. By seven o'clock, they already had the front clip cut off. Um, by seven a.m., I mean. So we're sitting there. Um, the guy that we talked to from Rocket, he uh, he finally showed up, and he gave us the tour of the place. I got to see Josh Richards' first late model. Um, I got to see Hudson O'Neill's car for Charlotte before he even got to saw it. So got I had a little see. sneak sneak peek of that there. Yeah, which um, which is pretty also, cool. Hold on, because at that time. Okay, so that was before Charlotte. That was right. the week after Brandon Shepard Brandon Shepherd left Rocket One. Yeah, and, and my dad tried to talk to to them about it, and they didn't really. Well, he was want trying to, to he was trying to get it, you so. a ride, or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. They they were he was just trying to figure out what in the world happened, what caused you know the split and everything, and they just. You should have took. They I would have been. You should have took me. I'd have been politicking for you. Say, hey, here, man. This this boy right here, he can drive. If y'all put him in this car, you will win races. I promise. But the thing is, is uh, <laughs> they know why I'm up there, so they wouldn't put me in the car. Yeah, because they they made a, a piece of junk car. But if you yeah. put him in the new one, he would have been faster. That's what I, I mean. Told I ain't gonna you. disagree with you there, but you know. Yeah, you but should. anyways, also I saw um Chris Madden had a car being put together by uh some of his crew members right. while I was up there. So I got to see a little sneak peek of his car. I think it's the car he ran at uh at Speed Weeks. Yes, yes. Um But yeah, I mean they, we got it they got it done. We probably left Rocket around maybe like two o'clock. We got home super late. We just, you know, that's a long ride. But it's, it's and it's them crazy. hills made me the mountains made me sick. Too. Oh god, yeah, sick dude, on the way up there, dude. Whenever we took that trip to Ohio, coming back through the North Carolina mountains, our mm, uh, our designated driver that night, uh, he decided that he was not going to take the interstate route. He was going to take the the back country way back towards South Carolina and hit every single mountainside. From the end of Tennessee all the way to the tip of South Carolina. And when I tell you that my stomach was turned over four, <laughs> five, six times, I was as queasy as ever. I was ready to put my head out of the window. Then he finally chilled out and we rode the rest of the way home. I, I went I finally went to sleep. But uh yeah, them mountains, them Blue Ridge Mountains, boy, they they'll get so, you if you ain't ready. 
And one of the things that tripped me out about that whole entire trip is I did not hear country roads not one time until I was almost out of West Virginia. What, just playing the radio? No country roads? No, I didn't hear it. I heard it once. Like I said, I heard it once when I was almost out of the state. They they must be about uh they must be about that like we're about hearing any song in about South Carolina, just uh, we don't want to hear it here. Y'all can play it when you come here, but we don't want to hear it. And also we all it, it was up there near um where that track in Beckley is too because I remember the right. um, Steel Block Bandits were about to go yeah, you know, face track. off there for the final race. Yes, they were. They were. Uh, and me and my dad both agreed. We said them boys have got a very long haul. So. A lot of yeah, dude. A lot of them do, but for those guys, a lot of them live in that area and travel down right. here every single weekend. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, I think Tyler Bear is up from that them, them neck uh, of the woods. Yeah, he is. Tyler Bear is is right up from around that neck of the woods. Speaking of, you'll probably, uh, actually, probably one hundred percent see him at uh, Sumter here in two weeks. Oh, for sure. Got to. Absolutely. So you you get the car back from Rocket. You thrash on it. You break your foot. Uh, and that keeps you down through the winter months. Your dad gets out there, thrashers on it. Y'all are ready for Fayetteville. And then all heck breaks just, loose. Yeah. And so we decide not to rush things and, you know, to take our time. Because one of the things is we don't, we want to go back to having fun. I, you know, it, it last year it, it, it kind of wasn't fun for me because I felt kind of pressured, but this year, I'm just I'm going out there do the best I can and just have fun with it. So, like I said, we didn't rush and you know try to get it done, and we took our time, got it ready, finally got the wrap put on it. Shout out to Tanner, he did an amazing Absolutely. job. Uh, also, PSA, um, I, <laughs> I I apologize. I promised to his other customers that you know. He is not holding the best reps for me. I don't know what it is. He just, I don't know. You know, I, I might be biased, but that's the best looking rap he's done. Well, hold on now. It, it wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be. Okay. So, no, 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 guys, no, 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 we, no, we, no, <laughs> no, we got to tell this one. Matt we sent me a proof. Work. Matt sent me a proof. And I said, no. And he was like, dude, what? I love it. It was, it, and it was, it, it didn't look bad. It, it wasn't didn't bad. Look bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best he could do. And if I'm paying for something, I want it to be the absolute best that somebody can do. And that's what we got. He made some changes the night of, and dude, it turned out absolutely spectacular. Oh, if you yeah. haven't seen pictures of that, go check out the Matt Bridgen Racing Facebook page. Um, hey, <laughs> under the lights, that oh, yeah. thing goes crazy. You know what we got to see now? What's that? We got to see it under the new lights in Sumter Speedway. Ah, maybe Dude. soon. Maybe yeah, soon. Uh, definitely, definitely soon. Don't talk too much. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to <laughs> see it. Maybe. ASAP. Maybe. Yeah, dude, those new lights. Uh, you guys can check out that video over on the Sumter Speedway Facebook page. Uh, we turned them on for uh, the first time under racing conditions uh, this past Saturday night. And boy, when I tell you, it is a brand new racetrack. Uh, oh, we used to struggle, Matt. Matt, we, up in the tower, we used to struggle mightily i'm gonna need to wear sunglasses with, with dark cars you actually might need to wear sunglasses now uh, walking around there at night but um we used to struggle with with dark cars seeing numbers and whatnot the first one that came on the track i looked at our uh, our score looked at me and said dude i can see it and i said i can see it too <laughs> and we just had an absolute ball 
actually being able to see all of the racetrack. The racing was so much better than it has been. Guys weren't afraid to get up there on the top because they, you know, to a year ago and heck, from a year ago all the way back to 1957, you at night you go on the outside of turn number one, you hit that dark spot on the back straightaway into guessing. turn number three, you are guessing exactly. Exa- you are guessing where you're at. But it, it's a it's a much different racetrack. But I'm that, not gonna lie, three and four in Sumter used to be terrible. I oh, yeah. did not like three and four. But I will say this: it. Uh, I I'll I'll tell you after the podcast. I don't I don't want to air this out. So, anyways, um, but I will also say I don't think you would have had a problem seeing my rap for this year with the old lights at Sumter. It's just people tell me they need sunglasses to look at my car in the daylight. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this it, it is absolutely amazing. Y'all go check it out on his um, Matt Bridgen page. I'm done talking about it. No, no, no. We got to go back to your story here because uh, you oh, guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you finally got the car already. So you thought um, you took it out for uh, literally one practice lap, had the practice. transmission come out. I, 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 I went two laps kind of, you know, put, putting around, you know, not really driving it hard. Uh, but there was another car on the track, so I kind of had to, you know, go a little bit of a pace. But um, I went two laps like that, and then on the third lap, I decided to drop the hammer. And when I did, the track was really rubber, and I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but the drive, I came out of turn four, and the drive shaft car just broke. And, the car wasn't used to just going that fast, man. It, <laughs> I, I guess, man. I guess, but it had all this new equipment on it. It was, Dude, it wasn't ready for all that. When, speed. when I tell you that sucker was rolling that one lap, it, it was. It felt, it felt good. It honestly felt like the cars doing I racing. I, I told you that. I, I told you oh, yeah. that it felt like the limiteds on I racing. You did, like you said, it was. It was hooked up from from time you said go, but right. Yeah, man. Sometimes, but um, ended so, up breaking, like I said, breaking the drive shaft. Um, you'll get that on the big things. Jobs. So we got all that stuff fixed, got it ready, um, for this past weekend. And uh, do you want me to continue? Just continue on through yeah, the weekend. Yeah, let, let's let's go through it here because uh, we'll go ahead and, and cover Lakeview. They they did have a, a pretty good night. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to them. They had a a pretty darn good night there. High car counts and something else cool they're doing. Um. And big ups to uh, to NASCAR in itself for actually helping them out with that. They got, I believe, three NASCAR weekly sanctioned um, classes. Now, they're not running every single week, but I think there's, you know, I think there was one race this month, a race next month, and then a bunch towards the end of the season for, like, street stocks and modifieds. And what's the other one? There's one more. Is it the stock eight class? I'm not hundred percent sure, I think, but I think it might be. I it, it's it's one or the other, but um, but yeah, that's a really cool deal that they got going on there. Big props to to Scott and all them that that handled that. They're 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 definitely doing something right. Just as thank the Lord, it seems a lot of tracks in South Carolina are right now. Um, obviously we we're down to I think six with Modoc being currently shut down. Um, I'm hoping. Well, not it's not even Modoc anymore. It's Little River now. Uh, they've been trying to prepare that track now for the past what year, they year and a half. A, looks like they built a house on the front straightaway. I don't know if Ooh. you saw those pictures or not. And I don't. I, I mean, they, I hope that they've it's been a good posting sign. pictures. They they're supposed to be racing this year. 
I I sure hope so. That I, obviously they said that last year and didn't. I really hope that they come back and race this year. Um, I, do you not follow their Facebook? I they, do they've been posting. Not. I don't think I do. I, I I don't follow a lot of. I don't really use Facebook that often. Besides making Sumter Speedway mm-hmm. posts or talking dirt posts or Wicked Fabrication posts whenever I can do that. And uh, Wicked Fab had a had a decent weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. But let's uh let's wrap up Lakeview. Let's let's start out with Matt's night. Uh, so you unloaded out of the box completely and, and, blind, pretty much, because you only had one lap of practice, right. really. Right. So, honestly, you know, nervous. We were nervous about a lot of things. There was a lot of, you know, uncertainty kind of going on. We didn't know what the car was going to do. We didn't know how I was going to do with my foot still not being fully healed and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I went into practice kind of, I, I took it kind of easy, but, you know, pushed it a little bit. Uh, came out, I want to race past, didn't have all the drivers. Well, that took according a time to for it, some your reason. 10th quick, according to it, your 10th quick, you ran a, let's see, a 1901 lap number one. That was in traffic, obviously. Then you cut it down to an 18.3 and then an 18.4. So, I mean, not the quickest, but obviously not the slowest you were about. Let's well, see and here. I was also the first group out and the track right. was still... Still pretty wet. I mean, you were I about twenty a second off. Twenty, yeah, I think twenty people um took a time in hot laps. So, so uh, on to qualifying if I can find it. So qualifying, we uh we decided to free the car up a little bit. I mean, it was it felt good, but it just still just a a a, a tinge bit too tight, right? And um. I only picked up two tenths uh, for from practice to qualifying, and, I, and that put me in sixteenth out of uh, nineteen people taking a time. But then again, um, you do have to mention here you're racing a six hundred four crate motor, which puts out oh yeah, generally less horsepower oh, yeah. than obviously Dockery's can, running a bigger motor. Nathan Walker's running a bigger motor. Uh, of course, right. Dockery and, did qualify on pole here. I'm sorry to cut you off, but he ran a what a sixteen five, I believe. Yeah, sixteen five. So I mean, you're still about. You know, a yeah. second, a second and a quarter off. I mean, with the so motor pretty much, there, you were, you had a tough night either way. Right. Pretty much everybody had at least 300, hor- 250 to 300 horsepower. Right. Right. And this is a track where motor is, is, is pretty, pretty, a bit, pretty much a big deal. It is. Uh, when it comes to these cars. So like I said, that puts me in uh 16th. So that we go out to the heat race. Um, I have my friend starting on the, uh, all right. So I'm starting eighth. Yeah. Eighth. My friend's starting ninth. His dad's starting seventh. Elliot Sanders is starting sixth. So, um, also cousin Johnny's starting outside pole. Well, he, he jumped the start. They, the initial start, they put him back a row and I forget who that, I think I put the 45, the blue uh, Smith. Yes, uh, yes, I think it's Colt yeah, Smith. It, it swapped uh, him and Colt, yeah. So they then we took the green. When we took the green, um, Elliot went high in front of me, and I kind of went in the corner high and kind of shot in the middle, and that put me three wide between Elliot and uh, Brad Fowler. But then Brad just powered on by me, and I I cleared Elliot. And uh, I went on to finish seventh in the heat race, which put me 
Starring 14th. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. Did you think about that? The P, the 14 started P14. 14? Yeah. yeah, P14 started P14. Yeah, baby. <laughs> P14 starts P14. How about that? How about that? But anyways, we... um. So I start 14th. We take the green flag, and I have a great start. I pass... Um, I pass Banks Johnson on the high side, and I was about, about to, I was about to pass uh, the eighteen. I can't remember his name, but I was about to pass him. Uh, and then we were coming out of four, and then we got into turn one. I don't know what happened. All I saw was a blue car spinning really fast, and I, I didn't think I'd have time. I didn't think I'd make it if I went up high to avoid. So I just locked brakes where I was and spun out, and I. There's a picture with uh, me, Doug Sanders, and Blake Sanderson sitting there. I, I, no, I, none of us hit each other, right? But so we all stopped it in time for uh, to save it all. And just for um, clarification, that blue car that's talking about is uh, Doug Sanders, who surprised me when he showed up uh, with Blue Ridge. I think he's running with the series. Is he really? Why? Well, I mean, he's I been think, running the super stuff so. for so long now. Yeah, the Clash. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see him uh, drop down race with Blue Ridge. A, a lot of guys, a lot of guys, in my opinion, should uh, do that. Blue Ridge is a great series. I absolutely adore Jason and Hunter and Walter and uh, even Gerald, their race director. Everything those guys got going on right now is absolutely A1 spectacular. But, uh, but uh, back to the race there because... Uh, uh, we were just getting started when that when that caution happened. So, when that happened, while that was happening, Nick Dietz uh, broke his drive shaft. Um, so he got pushed off. So now that puts me in twelfth on the restart, and we take the green flag. Um, and we 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 run for a while. It get it, it's pretty too. It was pretty too wide for the first, you know, part of the race, and then the bottom started taking rubber, and it it just you know it just started go. They they just started going away on the bottom. Uh, and then I don't know what exactly happened, but we had a we had a caution about lap fifteen, I want to say lap twenty, somewhere around there, and then we had another restart, and I was behind Banks. And uh, he spun. <laughs> this was this is a pretty funny. I was telling you this on the phone earlier. This is, this is pretty funny to me. This is an eye racing moment. So Banks was starting to. I could see him starting to spin. So as I see him, I'm noticing I'm starting to spin. Um, and so I'm just I'm kind of letting it spin. Uh, so I don't hit him at this point. And then next thing I know, I know who was behind. It was my friend Chandler. Shout out to him. This was his first race in a late model. And he finished 11th, so he did pretty good. Um, Anyways, I knew he was behind me. I didn't think he was going to hit me, though. But he hit me. And as soon as he did, I whipped the wheel to the right. And I stomped on the gas and I took off. So <laughs> uh, no more. For, there was no more further contact with uh with Banks on that, though. So. All that was good, and then but just after enough that, to was, scuff was, up the logo. It was pretty much smooth sailing after that, you know. Not nothing, nothing too interesting other than this is really weird. The car at the end of the race got super duper tight, but I got way faster. If you look right, 
at if you look at the best lap times, the Colton Stanley was had the fastest lap, and he had a sixteen five, and my fastest lap was a seventeen two. So I was what eight seven tenths off. Yeah, something like that. But also, I, and I told you this too. Something that was cool. My fastest lap was on lap thirty-three, yeah. and it was a seventeen-two-one. The leaders' fat. The leaders' lap that same lap was a seventeen-two-seven. So, you know, it just took you a little bit longer to. It just took you a little longer to figure it out, is is what it sounds like. And now that you're starting to get comfortable in the car, uh, we might be in for some uh, in for some good Matt Pridgen racing here. Um, I hope so. It, from from that race, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about right. it. If I had more motor, I could have probably you know give got a top five. But you know, I, I, I honestly think that's what was holding me back. I'm I'm honestly ready to go to Sumter, and I'm ready to you know try to go to Cherokee or oh, yeah. you know somewhere running six oh fours. Oh yeah, let's got to get that Earl Ramey Racing engine cooking, baby. That thing's got to get scalding hot before it hits full throttle. Okay. No, yes, but sir. seriously, man, it, I mean, you did uh, amazing for the situation, uh, being that you were running down on horsepower on a track that is kind of motor dominant. Uh, when, when you really think about it, the way that they do work the track and it doesn't quite take rubber down like some of the other tracks in the, uh, in the state do that, you know, you can get away with having a smaller motor. Like, um, we see it Sumter a lot with 525 motors beating out heck limited motors, super motors, everything in between. And. Hey, we even had a, a 602 run top five with the Carolina Clash last year. You do not see that anywhere else in the state, in the region, in the country. So, huh. I mean, when, when you bring when you bring that 604 to a place like Sumter, I think you're definitely going to have a shot at a, a really good run. And I'm not sure if it's going to happen in two weeks, but you'll definitely have a shot when uh, local racing comes back. Hey, Look, okay, so I am planning on going. Right. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to go or not, but I am planning on going, and my goal is just to make the race. Right. I mean, See, not- last last year, I was trying to run for points with middies, so I was kind of like, you know, driving a little conservative, conservative, but this year, I don't have to drive that conservative. Balls to the wall, let it hang out, baby. Exactly. Balls so to the I, wall. I've... If I can make the race, I'll be happy. Absolutely. I mean, it, and obviously we're expecting a bunch of cars. So, oh yeah, yeah. Just just making the field in something like that is a tremendous accomplishment, uh, especially for a racer running two engine classes down than the series they're running with. So I'm I'm confident for you. I'm I'm pulling for you. Obviously, I'm on the car. I'm pulling for you. So so we'll see with that. But uh, you were you were going through that race, and we do have to make mention that uh, Brandon Dockery, Gastonia driver. Does yep. win that race at uh, Lakeview. He was flying. Dude, he was fast. Just, just plain fast. All right, that. So it, it don't get much better than that. Just, just plain fast. He runs a sixteen seven there on lap number seven. I mean, all race seventeen two, seventeen one, sixteen. Yeah, he nines. was consistent. Yeah, abs- absolutely. The um, the air of consistency there. Colton Stanley second. Young uh, man. You had two Colt forty fives in that race. Did you realize that? That was pretty cool. You had him yep. and you had Colt Smith, both uh, both drive the Colt forty five, um, so that was pretty cool. And then Scott Shirey, 
points leader for Blue Ridge. He comes home in third. So, um, and then cousin Johnny right there cousin in fourth. Johnny. Cousin Johnny right outside the podium. Uh, hey, he he was the first twenty two though. He was he he was he had a twenty two right behind him. Now he has won this race before, right? No, no. I don't so think he's he has. never. I have been there when he's won a Blue Ridge race, but it was not the J.D. Pridgen Memorial. So that's... It was not. So this is one that's definitely going to be on his bucket list before he decides to uh, to retire. Yeah. It was close this and year. He, I, 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 I wish they hadn't... I, I wish Blue Ridge had given him one more shot on, mm-hmm. on the front row in the heat race. I, I think he could have made a little bit of magic happen if he had a little bit better of a start there, but... You know, uh, unfortunate, but, you know, a great run for him. And even saying that, this is one that's definitely going to be on your bucket list, being that is it is a family memorial. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, one that's going to be on your list, his list, pretty much everybody else's list, because it, it pays a, a good good little chunk of change to win it, too. But, uh, yeah, that was the J.D. Pridgen race at Lakeview. Matt finishes in the ninth spot. Uh, so, yeah, you got to be happy with that as you build – uh, towards the rest of your season, doing a bunch of local racing, and I'm I'm excited to see what the the P14 has in store for us, especially man for for getting the top ten in that when your crew is really slim, slim, yeah, very it's, slim. It's you and it's you and your dad. It's a father son team, always has been. Now you mix in you mix I, in some friends here and there though. I I got I had some big help, man. Um. You know, Willie Granger, he, he, you know, he always, if I ask him to come to the shop and help, he's always there when I need him. Um, he goes to the track when I need him. Um, you know, so he, he's, he's always a big help. He brings a lot of knowledge, you know, when he comes around too. So, you know, Johnny, he'll, he'll come by and help all the time, whether I need, you know, he'll help me with valve springs or if, if I'm having, you know, when, this is like, it's one of those things where like me and my dad will be working on it for two hours and then we'll call him and he'll touch it and it'll be right in less than five minutes. It, so it kind of like, kinda like magic touch. He, yeah. He helps us out with, with that a lot. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and not only them two, but also uh, my friend, Charlie Drew, you know, he's, he's always a big time. He's, he's helped me out just about since I started racing cars uh, every now and again. So you know, big, he's always a big help when he comes by, right? And uh, and, and his uh, his fiance Shelby, she she was a big help too. So well, as, we, as we the had say us a goes, little bit of a crew this week. It, it takes it takes a village, man. It takes a village, and uh, it sure does. Yeah, we're we're on our way to success. I'm ready for you to come uh, come hang out around us, and, and so that well, I I can't say that I'll help you if I'm announcing the races, but yeah, uh, I don't think you'd be able to. <laughs> I'll be the, I'm there in spirit. All right, I'll I'll yell down from the tower. Hey, change this. You know, I'll I'll do that <laughs> for you. I will watch everybody out there and see what they're doing and, and give you pointers. Um, but yeah, man, you keep I, an eye on the track for me. Right, I, I keep an eye. I'll, I'll tell you what the track is doing. Tell you what changes to make. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's getting a little sandy out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's it's starting to take rubber down. Take two two rounds out of the right rear, you know. <laughs> oh man, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we're 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 definitely gonna try it. But uh, back to some results here. Uh, just rounding out Lakeview, y'all had the American Racer Modifieds in. Now, oh man, believe that it, was a, a NASCAR. Fantastic yeah, oh yeah, race. Yeah, that fantastic. was a great man, race. They were racing up top, right on the cushion. That whole Absolutely. race, man, that was great. 
Yeah, terrific series. Obviously, also run by Jason Smoot, the uh, promoter of Blue Ridge and American Racer Modifieds. And they were won by a driver that comes out of the NASCAR Truck Series race, uh, ranks Austin Wayne Self. Uh, actually, I, I was surprised to see him there. I thought that he was still uh, in the NASCAR circuit, but uh, the former NASCAR driver wins a Saturday night race at Lakeview in the Modifieds. And then Bobby Jones, Matt. Bobby Jones is uh, hey, he put a up veteran a fight, driver. Son. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He put up a fight. He he was driving his tail off. Well, the, the funny thing was, uh, last year, um, he went and picked the car that he's driving now. Uh, he went and picked it up right before a, a, a series race that I think, I think it was Lancaster. And I can't remember if it was a, no, it wasn't a Nick Hoffman car. It was one of those, one of those big wig modified drivers or whatever. Um, right. He went and picked up the car and brought it straight to the track and everybody was freaking out because they thought this big name driver was, was showing up for a little local <laughs> modified race. And uh, then he duct taped the number 77 on the side of it. And everybody's like, oh, but he still put up a heck of a fight. I believe he won that night. Um, if I do think back on it, it's, it's on the podcast feed somewhere. Y'all got to find it uh, from last year at Lancaster whenever I was there announcing. And then uh, Grayson Wells, young man in the number 59, finishes in the third spot for the American Racer Modified. It's good to see them uh, there. They will be at Sumter in May. So all my Sumter Speedway fans. Y'all get ready for some American Racer Modifieds whenever the uh, Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models visit Sumter next month. Another race they had, Matt, was the Stock V8 Division. And drama. that one was, yeah, a lot of drama. Always always drama in that class. Let me, let me tell you mm -hmm. that. It don't matter if you're racing there, Sumter, anywhere. If you've got a Stock V8 or Thunder Bomber Division, there's drama. And there was drama at Sumter. There was drama at Lakeview. There was drama everywhere, let me tell you. <laughs> drama all over the place. So th this was a, a drama-filled weekend, but the winner of the race was Scott Lewis in the number one car. Uh, TJ White finishes second, and Chucky Nicholson finishes third in that race. But, but TJ White EQ'd. Yes, because TJ White, uh, I want to say that car is set up, it is a Monster Thunder Bomber car. Which almost meets the psychic rules, but doesn't meet the psychic rules. Right. And right. I mean, same with some other cars that race there. It's eventually, I think Lakeview's just going to come around and switch over to the Thunder Bomber, and we're all going to run the same class. So their cars can race with us, our cars can race with them, Lancaster cars what, can race with which, them, can race which, with us, blah, 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 blah. Sanction is your Thunder Bombers. Uh, it's all, it just it's all, Bomber? it's all monster now. Um, so okay. another thing that happened uh, about two months ago now that a lot of you, most of you know, but some of you may not know, right. uh, Mideast, Mideast had Thunder Bombers bought out by the same gentleman that runs the Monster Mini Stock Association. They are keeping pretty much the same rule set, but now known as the Monster Thunder Bombers. Um, I believe they also sold out the Pro 4s which are like uh, modified for or the mini stocks, the MMSA cars, but a little more to the street variant. Like they run street tires, DOT tires, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I believe um, the midi street stocks may be no longer. I'm not 100% sure on that. I believe that the midi street stocks were dropped, though, when um, Josh Hellams decided to 
Well, no, he didn't really decide to. I mean, he, he decided to, but he went to work with uh, Race XR, which is a great gig for him. Congratulations, Mr. Hellums. Uh, but he, I think he's still maybe running the Ultimate Street Stock Challenge, too. A lot of changes happened, guys. A lot of changes happened with with who's promoting stuff, who's running what. It's it's all different than it was last year, but I think that we are moving in a good direction. It was a whole silly season. (laughs) Dang right it was. The silliest, okay? The silliest of seasons that we have ever had for an off-season in dirt racing since I've been around, and I've been doing this since... Oh, I mean, I've been a race fan all my life, but I've been doing this for five years now. Uh, yeah, five, six years I've been, you know, really involved in the inner workings of a racetrack. Um, and I'm learning as I go. I can't say I'm perfect, but I have been loyal to a fault and I've always believed in all these people and to see them, you know, go to the higher ranks of the dirt track world means a lot to me. And, uh, yeah, I, I just love to see it for people who are advancing their career in, in dirt racing. Uh, people making full livings off this stuff, man. I never thought it possible. Um, obviously, I work a real job. Matt works a real job. But to see, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, unfortunately. But to see a lot, be racing for to a see living. a lot of people that we connect with at the racetrack be able to make a full time living off of either racing it or cool. running racing stuff, dude, it is absolutely amazing. And congratulations to all those guys. I hope to be there one day, but. Yeah, if not, same. I'll keep clocking into my nine to, it's not really nine to five, a nine to whenever, and uh, be content with doing my stuff on the weekends and doing this podcast and talking to all you guys out there that love dirt track racing just as much as I do, you know? So, back to uh, back to Lakeview. We got the uh, Sport Compact. Uh, oh, and boy, yeah, this one, was, this one was wild. The 35 of Kale Deese wins that race. Right. Then second place is going to be the 70 of Colin Brown. Now, 76. Shout out to this guy. On, on, on race pass, it says Black Will. Will? But his name What's his is, name? His, his name is Will Black. So uh, this this young man, he, he started racing last year. He does he's kind of like me. He's a he's a small fish in a big pond with his with these. He, you know, so he's like I said, he's just starting out and uh comes home with a third place finish. So you know, I'm. I was pretty happy for him. He he was pretty excited. You get a podium there, so. Well, but and then, um, but big, we got drama big, in this one big too. Thing, yeah. Um, Hal Jinks in the fifteen went for, from what I heard, a very wild ride. I all I saw was I, I heard carnage going on. I was in the middle of loading up, and I heard carnage going on. And the guy I was parked beside said that somebody had flipped. It looked like it had to have been ten times. Oh yeah. Um, I haven't seen any video of it, but. One thing that I've started to notice here lately, and and I don't I don't think it's a coincidence. These front wheel drive cars have been having some nasty wrecks lately. Right. We, I I think this needs to be looked into because I mean mm-hmm. it shouldn't. They they have been having some violent. Flips. Well, it all comes from obviously the cars are a lot faster than they used to be, and that that plays a big part in it. Um. I mean, sometimes you can take into account that some drivers may be less experienced than others. I mean, there's there's a million factors that would go into it. I mean, we had a flip in the Econo 4 class at Sumter this past weekend, a little bit of a barrel roll, not as violent as Kyle's. Uh, and then there was another flip at late, uh, yeah, Miss, was, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea Richardson. Chelsea Richardson, yeah. She, yeah. Um, she had a flip, too. Uh, there's a 
there was a video of it. I don't, I guess I, they, she was side by side with somebody. She was on the outside, right. their front tires touch. And she just, she loses control and you well, know, rolls up on, on her lid. And that's a, it's a tragic situation, man, because here's what I'll say about it. It is very difficult from both perspectives, either a trying to pass somebody coming out of the corner on the high side and B, being that person right there in the middle of the track running your groove that you've been running for lap after lap. You're trying, obviously, if you don't know somebody's on your outside, I mean, most guys don't run mirrors. Some some of these guys do. Um, so, but I guarantee you uh, that he had no idea she was up there. Uh, and he was just running his line, didn't think anything of it. And, I mean, I, I feel bad for the young man because obviously he feels bad now and... Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's I, a terrible situation. Say, uh, what happened in that situation is just, you know, bad luck. Yeah, it, oh yeah, nothing went right. I don't think he was in the wrong. I don't think she was in the no. wrong. I think it it just it just it happened in it. But now, you you talking about you know ha- having somebody on on your outside and not being able to see them. Right. Now I don't know if he saw or knew that she was there going into the corner because I, I couldn't see them and I can't see turn three from where I was parked. Well, from the I, uh, the GoPro video, it looked like, I mean, the, the GoPro in that car was mounted in a position where, like, you can pretty much see what his helmet's going to see. Because, right. let's be real, if you're turning left, you're not moving your head back to the right, like, more than you have to. Uh, right. so, I mean, you're, you're, you're not looking over your right shoulder. You're just not. And okay. I mean, but I just want to say though, I had a situation in, in, in this race, right. This past weekend to where I had a great restart, but I knew that, and this is when I got sandwiched. Actually, I knew that the guy that started on my outside, which was banks, uh, was going to have a, a heck of a run coming off the corner. Now I'm, I had them cleared before we left the corner, but I stayed down low on the Slide straightaway. Down. Well, yeah, I could have done <laughs> that, but I, I, you know, I didn't want to run over him, And I, so I, and I knew he'd have a run because he's got a bigger motor and he was up top, had more momentum building up. So I knew he was going to come by me. And then, so I just stayed where I was. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and if, if you know, if you go into a corner and you know there's going to be somebody on your right or a quarter panel, don't move up. I, right. But now I'm just I'm not saying that applies to this yeah, same situation. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he knew she was there at all. But yeah, if if you and if you feel somebody our on argument right about here. Hudson and uh, Tyler. Oh gosh, that was so long ago. I don't even remember it. Wow, <laughs> dude, you're bringing you're bringing back but, stuff that I have forgotten oh, yeah. about. But yeah, man, if. If you feel the pressure, especially if you've got a spotter that says somebody's on you, you can't really change your line. Uh, but a lot of these guys in in the in this class don't run spotters. Um, and I'm not talking about somebody sitting on top of a trailer with a headset. That is illegal in all classes at all tracks, yeah. pretty much. I'm talking about somebody with with spotter sticks, lightsabers, uh, light, yeah, light <laughs> lightsabers, <laughs> and uh, or you know just. PVC pipe that you wrap yellow tape around. I mean, it, I'm I'm not judging nobody. What you do is what you do. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I've done both. Too. I have I've done both. Um, I've used my hands. Yeah, we you've used your hands as well. Uh, but your problem with those is you never pay attention to the light sticks. 
but that's a story for another time. That's a story for another. We'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I, I hate it for Miss Chelsea. Uh, that car was beautiful, by the way. Um, yeah. she had completely reskinned her '86 car. It was absolutely beautiful. Cameron Bosworth uh, had a nice car as well. So I mean, I, I really can't fault either driver there. It's a racing deal. Um, it, it, simple as that. From my yeah. vantage point, from my professional vantage point, I've been doing this. I've seen a lot of wrecks. Trust me. Um, and now. Yeah. My personal favorite race of the night. Oh, gosh. NASCAR Street Stocks. NASCAR NASCAR Street Street, Stocks. We we, got to get used to calling it that now. NASCAR Street Stocks. Not just Street Stocks, guys. It's NASCAR Street Stocks. These are NASCAR Street Stocks. But I will say, that point fund is pretty nice. It's crazy. It's it's very nice. It ain't pretty nice. It's very nice. Sumter native Terry Capels take take home the win. Yeah, and Sumter native Brandon Grimsley. Brandon Grimsley right behind him, and Cameron Norris the fourth and third. And if if um, you noticed, hold oh. on, if you noticed, T Wayne had a new race mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed well, this or I, not. I didn't know if it was a new race car, but I it's do new to him. No, it didn't have a wrap on it. Do you know what car that is? Is that Vader? That is not Vader. No, that is not Vader. That is okay. uh, the machine that finished second at the World Short Track Championship. Um, okay. That is the machine that has won many races at Sumter. That is also the machine that won at Lakeview the week following the, uh, what was that, the Mideast race there? Um, right. It, it was a Wicked Fab car. Um, and I think... Banjo, and then they they got a deal they couldn't refuse, and Little Terry's in that Lewis car now. Uh, shout out to Jamie Lewis at Lewis Chassis. No, not Jamie Lewis. Yeah, it is Jamie Lewis at Lewis Chassis. Uh, built some bad, fast race cars, and Little Terry was flying in that thing. Um, and and he won the street stock race. Uh, yeah, well if I'm not mistaken, he he start he qualified on pole, but I think he jumped the start right. two times, so they moved him back. They switched him and Cameron Norris. Right, and um. They go in there, very first lap, and all but three cars make it out of turn two. Ooh, yeah. No, 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 excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. All but three cars do not make Ooh, it out yeah. of turn two. Nope, out of turn one. Yeah, they all piled up into turn one, every single one of them. Um, the only two that didn't was, let's say, Cameron Norris. Right. Um, Cameron Holloway and Andy Taylor. Okay, I think those were the only three that made it out. But they did a complete restart following. So I think I, mean, I, nothing, I don't remember none of that. But yeah, that they counts. did a complete restart. Um, right. Which Cameron Norris led the way. Um, and then Cameron Holloway ended up in the lead there for a little while. And Norris was trying to it, it. It was a Cameron Cameron on Cameron race at this point. So I mean, you know, my money was on Cameron at this point. You know, and I, I you know, I had my money that Cameron was going to win the <laughs> win the race, whether it be Cameron. Norris <laughs> it or Cameron. would be man. It's one or the other. I got <laughs> anyway, Cameron. Anyway, so they um he Norris was eating that high side up, but it just wasn't quite enough for the bottom and. The very last lap through three and four, Norse ended up hooking Holloway, Ooh. and they both 
they both ended up going to the back, which put Capels in the lead. And um, Holloway tried to, you know, they had a couple more restarts and a couple wrecks, and then Holloway just called it a called it quits. And then, you know, that's you know that was pretty much the end of that race, right? But yeah, uh, obviously, like we said, Capels wins, Grimsley second, Norris third. After all the dust was settled, Holloway finished in the sixth spot. And Matt, I believe that wraps up your home track. Uh, so yeah, yeah, great night of racing over at Lakeview. A good car count, a really good car count uh, oh, yeah. for them. A, a lot of our local guys went over there to race for the uh, the NASCAR stuff. Um, and uh, quite a few of them put up some uh, really nice runs. Uh, for that, uh, obviously, Dalton Dabbs and, and his old crew, Keaton Price, all of them were there with their absolutely gorgeous race cars. Love seeing those uh, those new colors for Dalton this year. And, uh, yeah, all those guys that had good runs. Congratulations to all those winners there. But, uh, Matt, let's, let's look at, if I can pull it up really quickly, our results from Sumter Speedway this past weekend as we hosted our season opening race. Uh, for the first time under the new lights at the toughest little dirt track in the South and get this man for a local show. Obviously a lot of the big dogs were off racing Bristol and then a bunch of the Blue Ridge cars were over at Lakeview. We still ended up with 15 cars. And yeah, that was, surprise, that was impressive. Surprise, surprise. Michael Marlowe showed up to race at Sumter. Uh, and obviously, I mean, we've seen him here, here a lot now. Um, so it's not as much of a surprise as it would have been a year and a half ago before he started showing up to something more often. But uh, to see Marlo pull in on opening day, I, I kind of that tickled me a little bit to, to see that he would want to want to race with us. And I uh, believe that purse was fifteen hundred to win, uh, hundred to start or something like that. But um, yeah, fifteen hundred to win in the late model ranks. And uh, when I tell you, Mister Marlowe, my, uh, Matt was absolutely flying, man. This dude. Um, hot laps quickest qualifying no 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 no. i lie i lie hot laps second quick taylor wood was the fastest in hot laps um yes taylor wood was the fastest in hot laps and to his credit he was one of the only drivers who came out during our last three practice sessions so he had a lot of uh, experience on the way the track's gonna race this year um and what they he did, he's been doing pretty good oh, here yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah, he has. I mean, caught a little bit of bad luck in in this past weekend's race, but uh, yeah, he, he had a second place run at Swainsboro uh, and a couple other good runs before uh, coming to Sumter this past weekend. And, uh, and yeah, he did. He did, in fact, have a pretty darn good uh, night. Besides a couple of incidents, he ended up finishing seventh in the race. Uh, but but going to the race, man, this one started and it was hot. Get this, okay? Your top four for the start. Marlow qualified pole. Justin Mintz right. to his outside. All right, that's already a star-studded front row when you talk about racing in South Carolina. Row number two, inside Kale Green, outside Banjo Duke. Now, if anybody knows about this, they've had a little rivalry for uh, the past couple of years now, and uh, things got interesting on the start there. Um, Dalton Hodge was in this mix as well. Dalton Hodge qualified, I believe, eighth or ninth. Um, Glad to see him back, Will, in a, a late model. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. I've been missing me my little my little thriller, the Dal- Dalton Hodge show at Sumter Speedway, man. He, uh, and since that that rate last year, uh, he's been away from us for a little while. But good to see him back. Uh, welcomed with open arms, obviously. 
nobody had any ill will towards Dalton ever. But, um, yeah, really good to see Dalton back behind the wheel of the 131 car. Uh, they've done a ton of work. I got a brand new 525 in that car. And uh, I think he'll be ready when uh, the Steel Block Bandits come to town here in two weeks. Uh, but back to the race. On the jump, Justin Mint spun his tires, okay? Justin mm-hmm. Mint spun his tires on the initial jump of the race, which kind of pushed him out a little bit wide there. Duke saw the opportunity to go through the middle um, to try and take the second spot away from him. But Kale Green also had that same opportunity. So these these three went three wide here, ran out of room. Duke and Green touched. And I believe Kale Green ended up spinning, uh, collected a few cars, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I, he he wasn't happy. I mean, none of us were happy. None of us wanted to see that. It that That's one of those things in racing. If you get an opportunity like that, you have to take it. I'm not saying it was the right move by Duke. I'm not saying it was a wrong move. I'd, I mean, I'm, I'm an announcer. I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with that, um, with with what happened there. Um, those two raced each other extremely hard for the rest of that race. Um, and I mean, I'm yeah, it was it was a great race. But back to it. Uh, they restart there. Duke's in third. Mintz in second. Marlowe's your leader. And this is where it got interesting for a minute. Uh, Marlowe pulls out to about a three-quarter of a second advantage. Mint starts tracking him down. Duke starts tracking Mintz down. And after about five laps, the gap was down to 0.2 seconds. They were right on him. Both drivers, second and third, right on your leader. Mintz goes to make a move for the lead. And guess what happens? Caution on the speedway. And from there... Uh, from there, it didn't really pick up back like it was. It was still a great race. Guys were passing each other left and right. James Murphy had an excellent run uh, to come home with, let's see here, a sixth-place finish uh, for Talking Dirt sponsored driver James Murphy. Uh, Tony Ayers had a really good run going until about the halfway point where he uh, had some trouble with his number 22 car. He ends up pulling it in. Uh, but when all the dust was settled, Michael Marlowe walked away with the $1,500 payday, he wins the season opener. Mint second, Duke third, Green fourth, and Hodge rounds out the top five in the late model division. Amazing late model race at Sumter. Um, and Matt, you're going to be surprised when you come back because when I tell you that this track races now a lot different than it did last year, uh, they did a lot of track work in the offseason. Uh, some banking work. like uh, they, they put a couple more degrees of banking in it and kind of uh, leveled out where you, where you would see that shelf at the top of one and two and three and four, uh, where where it would kind of it would angle up and then it would shelf out at the top for you know about a groove right there. Yeah, they more more or less took that shelf out, so it's now just one sweeping bank. It's not the most bank track in the world, but it's a lot wider than it was uh, last year and the year before. So I'm expecting uh, you to be surprised when you come back. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be super banked. No, 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 I, no. I, I've seen like Modoc's a, a fairly flat track. It is. It 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 had a lot of two wide racing from what I saw. Not the six oh fours, but right. in the supers it did. Well, and then a lot of um, a lot of your flatter tracks are more racy with with multiple grooves, and then a lot of your more banked tracks. You look up in Tennessee, Volunteer Taswell. Uh, Smoky Mountain, some others that are more banked. 
I think you stand at the top of that. You're looking straight down to the bottom. I'm telling you. Um, but what I was saying, a lot of those places are mostly on the top racing. Um, right. so yeah, you, you want a little bit flatter of a track. Um, but we did need a little more banking in Sumter and I'm glad they put it in there. The track's going to race a whole lot different this year. going to be a whole lot more fun. And now that drivers can see where they're going, uh, we're in for a heck of a year. Fantastic. Dude, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I'm telling you, it's going to be fantastic. Um, but moving on, the other big story out of opening night at Sumter was first time winners. I believe four first time winners. Let's see here. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I, that I'm was pretty cool. Pretty sure. Well, technically, I believe three because you had Robbie Mooneyham, who is a mm-hmm. Sumter racer, been around racing his whole life, decided here about two and a half years ago that he was going to purchase a race car and start racing because he had, it's, it's been his dream forever. And he has been working, 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 and finally got it done. Two wins in one night for Robbie Mooneyham and his number 11M. And uh, I believe that car's still for sale. So if you want to get your hand on a winning race car, go, go hit up Robbie. But, um, yeah, he gets two I wins. To, I have to see if I can right? run this uh, NASCAR street stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pick it up, put it down, baby. Let's go. Let's go. But, um, no, he wins Super Street and Street Stock. Um, that's pretty cool man and the street stock first race, win you just go ahead and do it all you oh know? yeah it, well that and he had to earn street stock okay so john harper livingston uh young 13 year old driver uh this kid man has all the potential in the world i say that about a lot of people but i mean it more so about this kid than almost anybody else this kid has unlimited potential when it comes to wheeling a race car um he was absolutely flying uh, driving, I believe it's Cameron Holloway's old car. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it looks it looks just like it. Um, he he led the first part of the street stock race, and then on a restart, spun his tires, and Robbie was able to get by him, and the rest was history from there. But uh, yeah, really good night for um for John Harper Livingston. Uh, he did cross the line in Thunder Bomber first, but was thrown out on a technicality. Um. As uh, they 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 didn't really even fight. They they knew that it was something questionable, so they they just let it be. But um, yeah, he, the kid had a good night. Wait, what's that? You said th- you said Thunder Bomber and Super Street. He's got uh no a, a street stock car. Um, street he's got stock. he's got okay. a street stock and a Thunder Bomber car. They got two cars. Uh, kid's thirteen. Okay. He wants to race as much as he can to get as much experience. I don't blame hey, him. Race. Did he run three races? Uh, no, he just ran two. I think. Let me check. Actually, I mean, he, he could run three. He might have run three. No, he just, he just ran two. Um, he just ran street stock and and the other. Um, be a lot of work to run three, but oh know. yeah, tell that to Banjo Duke, dude. This guy, I can't stop him from racing, man. I swear, I, I I I everybody tries, man. Just take it, race one class, but he don't listen. He don't listen. Hey, he I'm good with one class. He he wants to race everything he can <laughs> every single night. He this man will run. Thunder Bomber, Super Street, Street Stock, and Late Models all in the same night, and he don't give a rip, son. But, I mean, he's he's been doing it for 30 years, so might as well continue on, I guess. Well, not quite 30, but eh, close enough to 30s. I don't know how. I'm not going to say his age, but he's been doing this a long time. Um, hey, I've been doing it close to 20. Right. Yeah, you have, haven't you? Man, we're all, we're getting, man, we're getting old, man. We're getting so old. We, we've all been doing this for way too long at this point. But um, just to round out 
all this stuff here before the show closes out. Mooneyham wins Super Street. Austin Rodon is second. Michael Stewart comes home in the third spot. And let's scroll on over here to the Street Stock main event. How about this, Matt? Michael Butler finishes in second. Mm-hmm. Good run for Michael Butler there, traveling out of in Green Sea. Yes, in his Wizard Race car. Now, um, the guy that built that car actually came down to Sumter and won our third annual Frankie Fry race. Uh, Mr. Everett Dunlap. So shout out to Mr. Everett. Builds a beautiful race car, and we got to see that when Michael showed up this past Saturday. This car's looking good this year. Yeah, man, it it is, and I good luck to him. He's a, he's a darn good racer, man, and and he's finally got a car that I think fits up to his standards. So he's he's definitely going to be one to watch here in the Carolinas, uh, racing Fayetteville. Oh, Lake popped Hughes off with a win at Fayetteville. He first, did, yeah. first night out. Yeah, he it. did. Uh, just over a week ago, he won the Friday, or just about a month ago now. Won the Friday night portion. Holloway won the Saturday night portion. Um, or no, that was a couple weeks. It was it was uh, another per shut up, I believe. So it was just a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Um, but yeah, Mooneyham won street stock. Butler second. Austin Rodonis rounds out the podium there. Uh, so Rodonis with two podiums in one night. One with his Camaro car in Super Street, and one with the street stock here. And uh, what was interesting there is uh, Rodonis actually uh, led us from the pole, and then had an incident. Uh, on lap number three, I believe, where he lost control in turn two, had to go back to the rear and drove all the way back up to third in about 10 laps. So, yeah, n- can't be he disappointed. On it. Yeah, uh, yeah he, unfortunately, he uh, he sure did. Um, but going over to Thunder Bomber, uh, Tyler Smith, young man out of Lexington, driving the S4 yes, car. Yeah, g- good looking arm. I was so car. happy for him when I saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a really good kid, man. I say kid. I think he's the same age as me. Really good guy um, and definitely deserves this win here. I believe his second win at Sumter with us. Uh, Justin Amerson's second. Bubba Kolb. Or oh, Justin that Amer- one his first one? Nope, nope, nope. Justin Amerson uh, DQ'd as well. Bubba Kolb second. And Kevin Johnson rounds out the podium there. And, of course, like I stated earlier, uh, John Harper Livingston was DQ'd, unfortunately, and so was Justin Amerson. Uh, no, that was not his first win. That was his second. He won with us uh, late in the season last year, yeah. I thought that was his first one. No, not not quite, man. He's he's learning. He's getting good, man. He's getting I hope he races well, with us a lot He's got a second more. one then. I'm absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then just a couple more classes to cover. Uh, Troy Van Allen wins the Mod Light feature. Steve Dunn second. And uh, Israel Riffle finishes in the third spot, I believe. I thought he had a different last name from what I saw, but it might be Riffle. Um, and then Joe Riffle rounds out uh, the field in fourth there and, and a car that he had for sale on, Matt. He went out and had some motor problems. It started smoking in hot laps. I said, guys, y'all go check it out. That uh, that car might be uh, having a little price drop right now. And uh, I guess yeah. he got it uh, back ready and the price went right back to where it was originally. Um, in the Econo 4 class, Walter Johnson wins that. Another career first win. Uh, Kendall Boatwright finishes second. And Super Scott, Scott Upton, finishes in the third spot. And our third first-time winner of the night was Will Keller. Will Keller, uh, little brother of Wesley Keller, who uh, you'll remember he's won quite a few races mm-hmm. in summer. Will actually beat out Michael Crouch, who is one of the more veteran Extreme 4 racers that we have at Sumter. Um, who just about had a top three finish with SEDRA at Screven a couple months ago. Um, he finished a second in this race, and defending track champion Zach Bird finishes in the third spot. And I believe we got one more class. Yep, J.R. Warren wins again his number 121 modified four 
over Aaron Weed and Jack Jordan. What a race night at Sumter. Um, cannot wait. Two weeks from now, we will be back. I will be back. Hopefully, Matt will be there for the Steel Block Bandit Dirt Late Model Challenge Billy Cagle Memorial. We will have more information on that race on next week's episode. But yeah, guys, if you're in the Midlands of South Carolina, hey, if you're in South or North Carolina, you need to be there. Sumter Speedway, April fifteenth. What's that, Matt? What if? Because I don't know if you remember this or not, but I wonder if Aaron Weed is going to break his late model out for that race. Now I have seen it. It is. It's a pretty nice car. Is it wrapped? It it may be by now. It wasn't. He brought it for practice. It wasn't. Who he bought it it from? So I know it's a nice. Oh, it's it's a really nice piece. I know exactly what car. I know where it came from. I know what motors in it. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, very, I'm uh, very familiar with the motor. I am. Um, Wish I had it. I am but, as you know, familiar with the is. motor as one could be. We'll say that. <laughs> and man, speaking but of things maybe. I'm familiar with, I'm I'm really pulling for my boy Josh Williams right now. If you guys don't know, I won a race car on a raffle, and then I sold the race car because I don't have time to race. I'm an announcer. I'm not a race car driver. Um, I get paid more for calling races than I would when I finish last because that's just how I am. Um, and Josh is catching heck with it right now. And unfortunately I really didn't know a whole lot about the car. Um, I kind of told him what, what was in it. I told him what I would do, what I was going to do. I was going to have the motor rebuilt, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, uh, I think that's what he's doing now. So good luck to him. Uh, I've been, uh, pulling for that guy since, uh, since he showed up and, and picked that thing up. Now, Matt, you were saying something. Oh no, I was I'm pretty sure I was done. You just, you was just piggybacking. You you was just gonna say something after I said something and and try to act all cool and stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, man, no, let's... honestly, I, I I was listening to what you were saying and all off screen. You lost. Okay, no, 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 you're good. You're good. You're good. Now, just a couple more tracks that I want to cover here that um that did race here in South Carolina this past weekend before we get out of time here we'll go back and look at saturday night and we'll look at cherokee speedway if i can find it there we go the uscs sprint cars man this one had a scary crash a car actually went over the wall in turn number two uh luckily they do have it set up there where nobody is standing in that area um but yeah scary scary ride for that young man glad he is okay and in that sprint that 360 sprint car feature uh, you had, uh, I believe, Johnny Bridges. Yeah, Johnny Bridges in the 07 to win that one. Uh, Gavin Bochelle and Mark Rule Jr. round out the top three up at the Cherokee Motor Speedway, the place your mama warned you about. Thunder Bomber Division, Bradley Weaver wins, Hunter Funderburk second, and Walt Waddell finishes in the third spot. Extreme four feature, you found Dale Bennett in victory lane on that one. Chris Meadows, second, and Tim Woody rounds out the podium in Extreme 4. Your Renegade Sportsman feature at Cherokee Speedway saw David Lucas win over Jesse Wall and Casey Towell in the 97. And two more classes. Pure Stock raced on Saturday night. TJ Penfield wins. Mickey Brock, second. Brandon Byers, third. And your Crown Victoria class, the 5.0 of Mark Chandler, beats out Emily Banks, and TJ Slack, the top three there. So that was Cherokee Speedway. Matt, a couple more tracks, if I can find them really quickly. Let's scroll it on down here. I'm sitting here on the My Race Pass. We'll go to Lawrence County Speedway, one of my favorite tracks. 
that little old bull ring up there in Lawrence County, just outside of just outside of where would that be? Outside of Pickens area, Clemson area, somewhere yeah, out there. I think so. Yeah, somewhere up there. I've been there quite a few times. It's a nice track, man. It's it's absolutely gorgeous up there. Tight little bull ring. And they had quite a few classes here. Uh, the four-cylinder main event saw TJ Teal go to victory lane over Tyler Johnson and Philip Wilson. Thunder Bomber Futures main event saw Trenton Jameson take victory, I believe, his first win in that class. Carl Watkins second, and John Bagwell finishes in third spot. 602 late models were up next with Baron McDowell. Now, this was a series race for the GM Performance 602 late models, uh, headed by Mr. Walter Tapp, one of my good buddies in the racing business. Baron McDowell, young man in the 14M, wins that one. David Smith second. Austin Mintz, the series points leader, finishes in third. So I was wondering why he wasn't at Sumter. Now we know. Um, the Dark Horse Dale Timms finishes fourth. And old high side Luke Cooper rounds out the top five. For the GM Performance 602 Modifieds, or 602 Late Models, excuse me, guys, excuse me. Young Guns main event saw Carson Taylor go to victory lane. The front-wheel drive main event saw Wayne Taylor take that one. And rounding out the night, let's see here, we had more Thunder Bomber Futures. What is this? We had Thunder Bombers. We had Billy Rushton win that one over Christopher Pattinson and Justin Wren. And then the Cadet class, I'm not sure what this one is exactly, David Cannon wins that one now matt real quick before we close out the show i'm gonna go find one more racetrack here all right and that of course is the lancaster motor speedway in beautiful lancaster south carolina they had their first points race of the year and if we find the main events here they are let's start with the renegade main event andrew baker wins that one in the 16 car jason gullich second eric caskey third the vintage car main event saw Chris Fincher beat out Sean Mangum and Dedrick Brown. They had a pure stock main event that saw Tyler Parker go to victory lane over Joseph McWaters and Chris Almond. And then we went to the Lightning Late Models. Timbo Mangum takes the T1 to victory lane over Chris Fight and Mark Green, the top three. Thunder Bomber main saw Benji Knight take the 12X to victory lane over Isaiah Parker and Jonathan Henson. And then we went to the Hornets, Zach Sloan over Chris Baker and David McManus. Your top three there and to round out the night, Crate Sportsman's Cade Langley to victory lane over Jacob Cato and Avery Baker. Now, Matt, I believe that rounds out all the racing in South Carolina for the weekend. And I believe that just about wraps up our show here. Unless you've got any closing comments, concerns, thoughts, anything. Yeah, um, the the track in Georgia. What was it, Boyd Speedway? Oh the, yeah, I hate seeing that man. News about that coming out today yeah. about uh, all of yeah, that going Boyd, on. So. Boyd Speedway in Georgia is cl- yeah closing down for the season. Well, they they're doing that because they they underwent a change of ownership and the uh, the ownership I guess decided they didn't uh, they didn't want to race this year. But yeah, that sucks to see, man. I hate uh, seeing tracks closed down, especially you know close by. Um, a track that had a lot of momentum too. They've been doing some really, really cool stuff um, as of late. But uh, yeah, it, it it sucks to see that uh, a track closed down so close to us, so close to home. A fun track at that. But um, yeah, man. Some other stuff that's been going on. Southern National season is moving right along. And how about old Hunt the Front, Matt Joseph Joiner? Yep, two super good. late model wins this past weekend with the Southern National Series. Uh, I believe Carson Ferguson is leading those points right now, but. 
how about Hunt the Front, man? Joseph Joyner is uh, absolutely killing the game since uh, they made the switch to the Longhorn cars. Um, and he is also. We were talking about. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and and uh, Jesse Entergen got a win as well in the crate ranks. Yeah, he did. Um, racing oh. at I believe Buckshot Speedway, Buckshot. Uh, in Alabama. Bama, maybe it's somewhere out there. It's, I don't know where that's at. It's, it, a, it's, it's somewhere there. out there. It's it and it's it was a cool looking track. I watched a little bit of it. Um, cool looking track, great racing. Um, and I believe the next biggest thing we got coming up, Matt, is the next biggest payday. Um, as far as super late model stuff, the Kyle Larson uh, late model challenge coming up very very soon at the Volunteer um, Speedway and the Carolina Clash, I believe, this weekend. Carolina Clash does race this weekend. Ultimates race this weekend at uh, Lakeview. Which one's at? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. one of them's at Lakeview. Yeah, the uh, which one. the Ultimate Super Late Models will race at Lakeview this coming weekend. So that's going to be very exciting for those of you in that part of the Carolinas. Uh, other tracks doing weekly racing as well. We are off at Sumter uh, in in uh, respect of the Easter holiday. Uh, so we will be taking this week off, but we are back next Saturday night with the uh, Steel Black Bandits for the third annual Billy Cagle Memorial. I will fill you guys in a lot more on that race in next week's episode, but I believe, Matt, that will be our show for this week. Well, I was when What's I accidentally that? interrupted you earlier. I just scrolled past the post that um it was it was a Steel Black Bandits, and I feel like right. I, I should say it now or go ahead and talk about it, but it's uh they just posted that Derek Quaid's actually uh leading their points. So he is pretty yes. cool for him. Yeah, Derek's leading the points after coming out of uh Bristol with a really good run. Uh, we heck we didn't even talk about Bristol. Uh yeah, those Steel White Bandits were up at Bristol. Tyler Bear picks up the win there and uh gives him a lot of momentum coming into Sumter. And I'm excited to see if uh if defending race winner Dustin Mitchell shows up. I'm not sure if Dustin's run with them much this year yet, but um I think he's run with every race with them. Oh, has he? Okay. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we I get just, to see him. I, I think Michael Rouse has oh, been gosh, yeah. tearing him up so far. And then, but can he and then uh, Tyler Bear got him in, uh, at Bristol. So, but Michael Rouse is going to have to prove it at Sumter. I told, I, I, I sent a message oh, to those yeah. guys. I said, yo, I'd love to see y'all at Sumter. Y'all got to come out for the Kegel race. I hope they're running the full point series because he is, he's a wheel man for sure. 100%. I don't think Michael Rouse 100%. is because he didn't go to Bristol. Well, uh, yeah, true. Which is weird because he did. He went to Bristol to race the Super stuff. Um, All right, two years ago, which is he might have known that it, it it's a motor killer yeah. track. He might have known that might be why he didn't go. Um, but I do. Well, hope, I hope to see them. At a Sunday. lot of people lost motors there. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it a happens. lot of people lost motors at Lakeview Saturday. Night too. Yeah, and a couple people lost them at Sumter as well. I don't know what the motor bug is going around, but I hope oh, that. Man. Yeah, that was, I, ho- I that sure was hope that stops. Um, bad weekend to be a motor. It it was a bad weekend to be a motor. It was a bad weekend to be a tire in certain cases. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a bad weekend to be your right rear quarter panel. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just picking, man. But uh, yeah. it's getting late around here. It's time to end off yep. this show. Uh, Matt, any closing we words? We got time for one eye race. Yeah, we, we got time for one eye race. Y'all, y'all hit us up on there. Uh, coming up on Tuesday night. Now, this will go up after Tuesday probably, but coming up on Tuesday, uh, Matt and I will be broadcasting the Southern Outlaw Street Stocks on the iRacing service over on our YouTube page, Talking Dirt TV. 
Uh, so y'all check out TDTV as well. Watch all the past broadcasts and uh, let us know what you think. And I guess check us out on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Talking Dirt. You can follow Matt at Matt Pridge and Racing on Facebook as well. Check Matt out at uh, The Pridge 843 on TikTok. You can check us out on TikTok as well at Talking Dirt. There's all kinds of cool ways that you can keep up with us. Y'all do that. And I, I guess for Matt, I've been Ryan. And I guess we'll catch you next week. I, I got to get back. We got to get back into this, man. We got to make podcasts more often. These people want to know about the racing here in South Carolina. That's all I got, y'all. Y'all have a good night. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> Later.